0: to prove me wrong the only show on the internet where the life goal is to prove me wrong the worse you make me look the more points i give you it's sick it's twisted but it's the way that the show works we have a great panel here tonight i'm gonna get to them in one minute but if you don't know how the show goes let me break it down for you just a little bit more We work in rounds around here. There's going to be five rounds tonight. Usually we have four on our panel, but we are rolling with just three tonight, which, you know what? That means there's a bonus friendship round this evening. The first three rounds tonight are considered the friendship round. Why? Because no one goes home. We just talk. We go back and forth. It's all good. After round three, we knock out one. We get it down. No, after round three, we keep everyone. After round four, we knock out our first one tonight. And then the final two go on to round number five. But without further ado, let's get to our panel tonight. Key, how are you? Key, this is the first time you and I are doing a show together. This is great.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I wasn't busy today. I was like, let me hop on and see what I can do. So, I'm ready.
0: Key, I just hyped you up. I, I said I was excited to do a show with you. And you opened with, eh. Like 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 yeah yeah it's it might be great for you, but I'm not I'm not gonna say it's great. No, that's fine. That's fine, Key. That's fine. I, the, as you can see, I have not brought the million dollar scoreboard in yet, so I can't take points away from you for not sharing the hype. So that that's fine. It's it's all good. It's all good. We got
1: wait, the, well, we do got the same hat though, but except you got the dolphins, I got the eagles on mine. So we we there with the crucial cancer hat, All dude. right.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. I respect that. I respect that. We got Gene in the house tonight. Gene, how are you?
2: What's Bob and I appreciate you having me on. I'm phenomenal, by the oh, way. Oh, of
0: course, of I- course. Oh, that's great. That's great. Hey, that is great to hear. And then we got Jory and Jory. But before I introduce you, let me let me help you out a little bit here. Let me take that away so we can see you. You were being hidden oh, by the Sports <laughs> Empire Network logo. So let me help you out there. Jory, how is it going this evening?
3: I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm actually excited, so I'm ready to get this rolling.
0: All right, guys. Let me summon from the heavens above. You've heard about it. It's it's all over X. I know we used to call it Twitter, but now we call it X. It's all over X. Everyone is talking about it. I, I'm not going to say it cost three and a half million dollars, but I'm not going to say it didn't cost three and a half million dollars. It is a marvel in modern technology, and that is the Prove Me Wrong scoreboard. When it comes on, if, if you want to ooh and ah and all those things, feel free because it, it's that amazing. And here, oh, hey, I speak and it just happens. There it, ah. is. There it is. There it is. The ooh. Prove Me Wrong scoreboard. Now, you'll notice Brett was supposed to be with us here tonight, so he has a spot on the scoreboard. His total stays at zero. If someone happens to end up with negative points, Brett will move on. I'm just saying, Brett's staying at zero. I was so promised if,
2: question three, Chris.
0: <laughs> if you pull a, a, Mar- a Matt Barkley in here tonight, and you just you're a dumpster fire, you could end up negative points, and you will go home. And Brett will go on, even though he is not here. But let's let's just move into it. Let's stop the banter. Let's get into the friendship rounds. Our order tonight is as follows. It's going to be the same order so everyone knows what we're doing. It's going to start with Gene. It's going to go to Key. And it's going to wrap up with Jory. We're going to keep the same order throughout the night just so that everyone is aware of it. And we're going to start with baseball. And so many things can be era in baseball and everyone has an opinion on what the steroid era looks like and i'm gonna hit you this: obviously we don't want steroids in the game of baseball and obviously you can't deny it. it was a whole thing it happened we're in a better place today as far as that goes that being said i don't care if you took steroids i don't care how many home runs you hit on steroids i don't care if you admitted to it didn't admit to it your head got 12 times bigger and you were clearly on it, but we can't prove you were on it. It doesn't matter to me. Everyone in that era, if your numbers are worthy of it, should be in the hall of fame. Because in my opinion, we can't prove everyone who was doing it. We can't prove who wasn't doing it. Yeah, we know. We know the handful who did it, all right? But it was widespread. It was accepted on some level. And to ignore that part of baseball – Personally, find it's ridiculous. So my my statement is quite simple: even if you were on steroids, even if you're suspected of being on steroids, that should not keep you out of the Hall of Fame. Dean, prove me wrong.
2: Well, I mean, first of all, that's it's highly unfair to every single athlete that played it clean, right? So when you have these guys that aren't cheating the system, that aren't hurting their their health and hurting their body and playing it completely clean, that's unfair to them. Uh, Let's take it a step further. So when you have a guy that that has an unfair advantage in any sport, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, however that may be, you you penalize them, you suspend them. Tom Brady was suspended for deflating footballs. Uh, Bill Belichick was suspended, lost draft picks for Spygate. Anybody that cheats in the game of baseball, basketball, football, whatever that may be, deserves to not be rewarded for that. If you're cheating in the game of baseball, if you're getting an unfair advantage. And here's the biggest point, Chris. How many people didn't make it to the major leagues that were clean, that weren't able to make it to that spot because people cheated to get to that spot? That's the part that hurts me the most. I can't see the guy that did it right, that had no issues, that was in the minor leagues, that never could make it to the major leagues because of a cheater. I don't think they should take their spot in the Hall of Fame. I don't think they should have took their spot in Major League Baseball.
0: All right, we have time. All right, Key, let's hear it.
1: Of course, you know they got that phrase "cheater never wins," but uh, as, but we all we all know the guys that did it. McGuire could Sosa be on that list? Uh, we all know uh, we not Barry Bonds. Mark McGuire. We all know we all know Mark McGuire did something in those days. Um, so of course, cheaters never win. But how can we prove it? Those guys were never proven to be on steroids. Could they just be that good? Of course. Barry Barnes was good way before uh the, the 70 home runs or how many he was hitting in his career. Mark McGuire was always a power hitter. Sammy Sosa was always that good of a hitter. We got Rafael Palmero. He was one of the, the best to do in, in his in his uh in his position. So I mean, of course, we, we can't catch all the cheaters. We all know who cheated. Um to, to get ahead. But again, cheating is wrong. It, it it it's a shame for the guys who didn't cheat and doing it the right way and positively doing it. So I mean like like Gene said, I mean Brady got suspended, Belichick. There's been plenty plenty others who've gotten um who's gotten penalized for it. They lose picks, tampering in any sport, but the steroid thing is kind of iffy. I mean, you can't catch all of them. We, we Again, we all know the ones who's going to do it. They're the power hitters. They they jack they jack up for no apparent reason. I don't know if you're that dominant. And that-
0: time, 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 time. Key, She was get, getting fired up at the end there. I, I was <laughs> hoping you would get it all in before the buzzer came. I, I felt it building. It's like a crescendo was taking place when Key was talking. All right, Jory, you're, you're going to close us out.
3: So, it's still cheating. And, like, when it comes to, like, cheating shouldn't be, cheating should not be tolerated in any sport. So, when you're talking about the Hall of Fame, and like Gene said, when you think about the opportunities that they're robbing of others who aren't cheating, who are doing things the right way, and you're thinking about the Hall of Fame as, like, this ultimate reward, what cheater deserves Any of that. Now, I know you're saying we're talking about people like Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and all of them people who we know who cheated. But I understand that Barry Bonds broke Hank Aaron's home run record. But he did that on steroids. And I know he was a monster off of it. But does he break it when he's on it? When he's off, when he's not on steroids? Mm, I'm not sure. But steroids, you're ruining your health for what? Like, you're 35 to 39 years old. There should no be, like Barry Bonds at 35 to 39 was still hitting 45 home runs per year. That's not, that's pretty, that's absurd for somebody pushing 40. That's not, and you can only imagine what it's doing on the inside. Time, time,
0: time, time, time. So it's just that's like he Jorah's getting fired up towards the end there. Clock was ticking down. I was like, is she gonna get it all in? Guys, that, that that was round one. What a way to open up the show. Now, you guys don't know this. Not only is the prove me wrong scoreboard worth millions, the trophy that is next to Gene's name that is top of the line right there. All right. So, Gene, don't drop it. All right, we we've had some Freddie almost dropped it a couple weeks ago. Freddie had the trophy. He had it for almost the entire game. You know, he didn't win. You know, and then he, then at the end, he was like, I, I didn't really want to win. Um, so, you know, that wh- whatever, whatever. He, he said he was happy to, happy to lose. I don't know. It was weird, Gene. It was weird. But I'm just saying, keep it shiny. Don't drop I it, we, it. I value it. I value it, Chris. That's right. That's right. Cause we are about to go in to round number two. And round number two involves the NBA and it involves Jimmy Butler, who I will tell you is a good to great player. But here is what I'm going to tell you. He is not an elite player. If Jimmy Butler is the number one option on your team, it is not a championship caliber team. Jimmy Butler does not have what it takes as a one because he is not a LeBron. He is not the potent on offense like Steph Curry is. He is not the joker. He is not someone that can put, and you've seen it, You've seen it happen in the bubble. You've seen it happen a couple years ago in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals with Boston. You saw it happen this past year with Denver. Is he good enough to get a team to the finals? Absolutely, he has done that. Is he good enough to win a championship when he is the best option on that team? And that answer is no. If Jimmy Butler is your number one on your team, you are not winning a championship. Gene, prove me wrong.
2: Couldn't disagree with you more. I mean, in in the regular season, I'd agree with you. I think that in the postseason, his stats are five to six more points per game, an extra rebound per game, and two more assists per game. Jimmy Butler is 100% a a guy you can build around. Look at his playoff stats. He basically – and you want a comparison, right? Let's look at the 2003 Detroit Pistons. Who on that team was better than Jimmy Butler? Nobody. So Jimmy Butler can be the number one option on a basketball team that wins the championship. He just needs the right pieces around him. I don't think that Kyle Lowry is that piece. I don't think that Gabe Vincent or Max Struess are those pieces. But I'll be I'll be damned if I couldn't tell you Dame Lillard wouldn't be a perfect number two for him. And I think that Jimmy Butler in the playoffs would be, like, during the regular season, Dame Lillard would probably outscore Jimmy Butler. But during the playoffs, Jimmy Butler's taken over many games. And I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. He's, he's looked better than Jason Tatum. He's looked better than, Many, he basically destroyed Giannis, who was an MVP this past year, 4-1 in a series. Look at the talent around him. Take Jimmy Butler off the heat, take Giannis off the Milwaukee Bucks, and you tell me who had the better supporting cast. As an MVP that won a championship already and Giannis, so Jimmy Butler can definitely be the biggest piece that wins in a, an NBA Finals. I just don't think that they have the right team around them.
0: All right, Key, we're bounce, we're uh, bounce passing it over to you.
1: Playoff Jimmy, playoff Jimmy definitely can can get you a championship. He definitely could be your number one. Look again in the regular season, he still took that team over with, with the players that he had. Gabe Vincent, uh, Caleb Martin, Bam out of body, who was inconsistent at times. Uh, Jimmy. Has taken over, especially in the playoff. Jimmy was the hottest thing in the playoffs. So yes, Jimmy can take you to a championship. Can he can he win it all? He's taken team on their shoulders. Um, there were times where you know he wasn't there, he wasn't consistent, but he still made up for it in other ways. If he did not score, he still found you, he still assisted the ball, he still rebounded. Um, other other players gotta step up in that position. So it's all of it's all about who is around him that can help him out. Damn, you know he's inconsistent. Like Kyle Lowry's getting old. Kylie Hero, eh, we don't know about Tyler Hero. He's up and down. Uh, you gotta have some pieces. Dame is he going to come over? That would be a perfect number two for him. The Pat Riley got something else cooking that he can bring to Miami system to get him over that hump. But Jimmy is definitely a teammate and a player you need to have on your team if you want to get to the championship. He just came up short because he's tired. He's the only one that has to play to get this team into the playoffs. So by the time the
0: the last game, time, time. time, 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 Jimmy is tired. I heard you say it. He is tired. I'm tired of all the Jimmy love and him not winning championships, Key. That's what I'm tired of. I just want to see Jimmy win a chip. Playoff Jimmy this, playoff Jimmy that. But no championships to show for him. Jory, close out the round.
3: Like like what they said, J- playoff Jimmy is real. He It's like towards the end of the regular season and going into the play and in and the playoff like we saw at this – this previous postseason, he has his own switch. And his switch alone can carry an entire team with all the inconsistencies and who, when you have people like Gabe Vincent and Max Cruz who com- come off the bench and combine for two points in a quarter and they're still winning a game, that that can get you to a championship. And it's not just about what he can do, just scoring. How he assists the ball. Jimmy is a pretty good defender as well. So he can stop the other team from scoring. So Jimmy's whole playoff thing with like one sec. Like his whole he you could win a championship with Jimmy. He just needs somebody of a higher caliber next to him. Like when like like I just said, they're in those in the NBA finals. There was multiple games where you have Max Struce and Gabe Vincent not playing in the in playing well in the backcourt and they still end up winning the game. Well not the playoff, not the not the finals. The um Easter Conference finals. The Boston, the Boston um the Boston. Uh, and is.
0: time, time, time. Listen, a lot of lot of Jimmy love over here. You ever want to talk about Jimmy hitting the switch? I just wanna know why can't he hit another switch? Like he has no problem hitting the switch to get to the playoffs and to get to the finals. Do we need a brighter light bulb? Like, I just don't understand. Like the man can hit the switch, but he just can't. Like, I I don't know. Like if I hit the switch, good things happen. He hits the switch. Good things almost happen. It seems weird to me. But that brings us to the end of round number two. And, you know, Brett's bringing up, you know, the back with, with his zero. It doesn't look like anyone's going to fall below Brett. But you never know. Crazier things have happened. A couple of weeks ago, you know, we had someone on here personally attacking QB1 for the Miami Dolphins, and we weren't even talking Dolphin football. So, you know, if you want to get wild and start doing crazy things up in here, Crazy things can happen to the score. But the way things stand right now, Gene is pacing the field, 14 points. He still has the shiny trophy with him. Key with 10 and Jory with 8. We are going into round number three. Remember, it is the Hall of Fame show today. So topic number three is once again going to be Hall of Fame themed. And I I got a little backstory for this one. Sometimes I bring the backstory. Sometimes I don't. Depends on how I feel. But I decided to bring the backstory for this one, and it has to do with Andrew Luck. And uh, before I bring the backstory, before I give you anything to go off of, the statement is going to be this. The statement is going to be that Andrew Luck deserves to be a Hall of Famer. And now I'm going to tell you why, and then I'm going to give you a chance to prove me wrong. The last time I checked, the Hall of Fame is not based on longevity. That's not one of the requirements to get in there. If you play 20 years in the league, the Hall of Fame just doesn't welcome you with open arms. So if the Hall of Fame is not welcoming you because you stuck around for a long time, then what the Hall of Fame should be looking at is what you accomplished in the time that you actually played the game. So with that being said, if you look at what Andrew Luck accomplished in the time that he played the game, which is going to be six seasons if you take out the injury season where he didn't play at all. And here's what his numbers look like in those six seasons compared to other quarterbacks six seasons in. Passing yards, he would have been ranked fourth behind Manning, Mahomes, and Dan Marino after his sixth season. Four Pro Bowls, that would have tied him for seventh with Mahomes, Marino, Russell Wilson, McNabb, Unitas, Norm Van Brocklin. Touchdown passes, 171. He would have only been behind Marino and Mahomes. He got sacked a lot, but, you know, well, it is what it is. Uh, 20 game-winning drives. That would have been second, tied with Peyton Manning and only behind Jake Plummer. And then his quarterback rating would have had him 28th. His interception percentage would have been 33rd, and his total wins after six seasons would have been 53, and that would have tied him for 12th on the all-time list after the 6 season mark. He is a Hall of Famer. Gene, prove me wrong.
2: Oh, he's definitely not a Hall of Famer. And you're making me argue against one of my favorite favorite quarterbacks that played a game. He played five and a half seasons, missed eight games one of those six seasons, five and a half seasons he played. Um, he had double-digit double digit interceptions in every one of them but one, and that one he had nine. Andrew Luck is a great player, but if Donovan McNabb isn't in the hall of fame and what the thing I love most about the NFL hall of fame is it's an elite group, right? They don't let anybody in. It's why it's so much better than the NBA hall of fame where everybody gets in where the NFL hall of fame, it's an exclusive club. And to wear that gold jacket, you really have to prove that you belong there and not just for five and a half seasons. You're talking about a guy has two playoff wins. I'm nothing against Andrew Luck, but he's gotta be better than that. And his injuries and the money that he made in his career, because he's a super intelligent guy, saved him. But the, the truth of the matter is, he he had multiple fifteen plus interception seasons. He turned the ball over a ton. Uh, he was a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. And I love as much as I love Andrew Luck, I can't I can't look at a half career and say he should be in over guys of the likes of Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb had six seasons with double digit interceptions, and he played seven more. So o- over the course of the career, he's got a 60.9 quarterback rating. That's not I mean 60.9 uh, completion percentage. That's not that great. It's not Hall of Fame worthy. And he played in a passing NFL. And
0: time. All right, Key, you're up.
1: Andrew Luck, we all know he is a very lovable quarterback. You know, he went one and two with uh, Robert Griffin. In that that draft class, we all seen what he did in college. When he came out, when he came out, he went to the Colts. They needed, they needed a quarterback other than Peyton Manning. We all know Peyton Manning. All right, Andrew Luck, cool. Yes, you are a great quarterback. You put up great numbers. Interceptions wasn't that. You know, had a high interception. But look at that team he was on. Of course, he's going to get hurt. His offensive line didn't do nothing. This man was running for his life each and every single game. And I understand. He was in there for five seasons, and the numbers are there. But the numbers was not going to get him into the Hall of Fame. He was he was injury prone. Whose fault is that? The organization's fault for not putting protection around him. If this is this supposed to be your franchise quarterback after Peyton Manning? You're supposed to protect him. He had no choice but to, he was he was hurt. So when he came back, he had that comeback player of the year story. He he took the he took the to the, uh, the playoffs, and I was rooting for him. And then all of a sudden. He says he can't do this no more. I don't blame him for wanting to be mentally checked out because he can't stay healthy. If you got health on your mind and you physically, mentally not in this game, you you can't keep playing. Furthermore, injuries, if you go out there and you're not mentally stable to play this game of football, we all know how brutal it is, especially playing the quarterback uh, position. If you don't have an offensive line to protect you, you're going to get hurt all the time. And I think that's where his mentality went. Am I going to be protected this season? He go, he probably-
0: time, time, time. <clears throat> All right, Jory. Let's see if you can close the gap here to close out round three. Andrew Luck is a Hall of Famer. Prove me wrong.
3: I don't like the Colts, so this is going to be very easy. So um, even with how, how uh, Andrew Luck carved up a lot of people, he couldn't stay healthy to save his life. And that wasn't his fault. The Colts didn't protect him and for the most part of his career it was Andrew Luck and a pack of crackers cuz they didn't have a defense at that point they didn't have receipt they didn't have receivers or they had Reggie Wayne's ashes and whoever else so at that point you can't blame him for getting hurt because he had to play superman this man was running through defensive ends and a whole A lot of stuff that you don't want your quarterback, franchise quarterback doing so that the Colts could look better. But at the same time, they always got stuck in either the AFC, in, in the playoffs, at right around the same round. They only broke through to the AFC championship game like once. So him being a Hall of Fame quarterback, yes, he was talented. And he had the potential to be a Hall of Fame quarterback had he kept playing. But the organization that he played for ended up ended up stealing his joy and mistreating him and throwing him out there when he shouldn't have been playing. So with all of that.
0: And time. I mean, we're just going to wrap it up with you saying the Colts stole the joy from the man. Man, oh, man. And listen, I don't think anyone on this panel here is a big uh, big Ursay fan. But I will have to say this. Listen, the man dropped 20, 20 large. To save a dolphin, all right, and reunite that dolphin with his family. I'm just saying, all right. Yeah. When, when you're dropping 20 million large to reunite families, that's that's. I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna leave it, it out there it. like that. And I know what you're wondering, Jory. How did he get a dolphin across the country? I heard he flew it. I heard he packed that thing into a plane. In it a died tank. before it got there. It died? Yes. God, Jory, why are you taking my joy away? Come on now. Come on. I, I, I'm not going to get emotional on camera, all right? I was really pulling for that damn dolphin. Me too. All right, at-, <laughs> at the end of round three, Jory has closed the gap a little bit. She was only one point behind Key, but we are still chasing Gene. He's holding down the trophy, 20 points in first place. Key with 14 and Jory with 13. And guys and gals, we have made it to the end of the friendship rounds. Friendship is no more because one of you is about to leave us. Our fourth round has to do with the college football career of Jonathan Taylor. And like I did with the last one, I'm gonna hit you with some stats here. I, I was feeling very statty today, and I decided to pull some stats for this one as well. So let me let me enlighten you a little bit. Jonathan Taylor finished his college career with 6,174 yards rushing for Wisconsin. That ranks him fourth all time in rushing. For the NCAA. Now if you look at the top 30. List of running backs. In that category. There is only one other running back. Who did not stay in school. For four years. And that is Herschel Walker. Who has 5,259 yards. And he is 15th. That being said. I hit you with this. Jonathan Taylor. Is the most underrated. Running back in the history of college football, given the dominance that he had in only three seasons at Wisconsin. Aside from the fact that he's fourth on the all-time rushing list, he's also in the top 30 twice for individual rushing records for those three seasons, something that no other back is in there for in the top 30. There is no other back, even the ones that were there for four years, doing all their things. No one else was in there twice. This man does not get revered. As one of the greatest college football running backs of all time, he's rarely ever even in the conversation. He is by fee. he might be one of the greatest of all time, but I'm going to tell you right now, he is the most underrated of all time. Gene, prove me wrong.
2: Uh, it's it's tough to prove you wrong because Jonathan Taylor is super underrated as a college running back. But I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best to try. Um, so one of the guys that I would bring up would be run DMC, Darren McFadden. I think Darren McFadden never gets the credit that he used to because he fizzled out in the pros. Uh, another guy I think that's super underrated in college backs because we, it, we relate their college success to what their pro success was. Another guy that was super uh, underrated in the sense of college running backs would be um, Jesus. I'm forgetting Cadillac Williams, Cadillac Williams ran behind. It was a backup running back throughout college. So, I think that when you look at the the landscape of college football, I think what happens in the pros changes that overall opinion. How, how much of a dog was Trent Richardson in college? Trent Richardson was incredible in college, came to the NFL and was terrible. He was awful, fizzled out after three years with the Cleveland Browns. So I think because of the NFL success of some of these running backs that come out, their college careers either get overshadowed or undershadowed. And I think that Jonathan Taylor's career – is a little undershadowed because he played in the era where a lot of people are coming out as quick as they possibly can. But I don't think he's anywhere near the top of college football landscape of running backs. Like that, that that remains solely to Ricky Williams. 7,300 yards as a four year back in Texas. I think the tex- that Ricky Williams would be the, the best back in college football. And I don't think Jonathan Taylor is really that close.
0: Key
1: of not knocking talent from Jonathan Taylor. Of course, he, you know, underrated. Um, even it carries over into the pros that he's very underrated. Um, but, you know, he had that one that one breakout year, I believe it was 2016, uh, 21 touchdowns, over 2,100 yards, him running. Um, you know, again, Ricky Williams is that top dog when it comes to all-time running backs. Um other, you know, other other players who came, who who I mean I guess I'll put Miles Sanders there when it comes to college, because you know, he ran behind Saquon Barkley and nobody knew Miles Sanders either until Saquon left. Um, so you know, and both Saquon and Miles Sanders are are good running backs as well. Um, you see how their, their careers are. Um just because you're not that guy in, in in college, and then you come into the pros and you show out. There's many other running backs who wasn't all that elite, and then they they showed on the pro side. But Jonathan Taylor, you you can't knock his accomplishments in the college level. Number four overall, that's not bad. Six six thousand yards. I know you got Herschel Walker, uh, who was dominant. He in Cowboys, he's he's an Eagle. I mean, he that crazy now. But you know you you know you, he does hear it and there.
0: Time, <laughs> time 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 time. All right, Jory, you are going to wrap up round four. If you take a look at the scoreboard, you got five points to cover. I'll tell you right now, there's never been a tie in the history of Prove Me Wrong. We, we have never had a tie at the end of an elimination round. So if you get to the five and you can't get to the six, we're going to have history here on Prove Me Wrong. But you got to get at least to five to have a chance to stay in the game. Your minute starts now. Let's hear it.
3: So I hear all the accomplishments, but how many national championships has he won? In Wisconsin. None. So he did all of that running for a team that wasn't even competing for the national championships. And of course, like when you look at college, I I think about college as different. Like in college, you have to win these championships to be regarded as to me in my eye. So when I think about a great running back, because I honestly have not heard of Jonathan Taylor until twenty twenty one. So when I think about memorable running backs from college days, I'm thinking about the Mark Ingrams, the Todd Gurley's, and what they were doing in, the good, in those type of days. I didn't see Jonathan Taylor running Wisconsin to a playoff, even though, yes, what he did was astronomical. Yes, what he did was – you can give credit to where credit is due, but it didn't get his team – Pretty much anywhere, so especially in a Big Ten, in a Big Ten where I know they don't play much defense. Defense, so he should have been able to run that team straight to a playoff, right? Run straight to a playoff, but that's neither here nor there. But when it comes to running great, great running backs in the college football, I think and about the backs.
0: time, time, time. We're here. We've made it to the end of round four. Jory, you were right there. You are coming up quick behind Key, but Key was able just to hang on by a smidge. So we've made it to the end of round four, and that means... We have to say goodbye. We have to say goodbye to someone for the first time tonight. It break- It always breaks my heart. I always keep <laughs> tissues nearby just in case I get a little emotional. I'm already in my feels about this whole dolphin situation. I, I didn't know that happened. I got to go read that article now. I think Mr. Ursay has some explaining to do because he didn't talk about that after that happened. So whatever. But Jory, as is a customary tradition here, when, when I say goodbye to you, I, I give you 15 seconds. The floor is yours. You can say whatever you want. Have at it.
3: One, well, this was fun, no matter how nervous I was. But this was actually a pretty fun experience in me talking about the little stuff that I do know about. But you guys can find me over on Jory Sports Stories and on Coffee and the Sports Morning Show on Wednesday mornings.
0: Listen, I, I don't know if, 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 Key, you and Jory, like, talked before you came on, and you guys had like, a game plan of, like, we're not going to make Chris feel good about us being here. Because she was like, it was actually fun. Like, she wasn't expecting it to be fun. Like, I was all hyped for you to be here. And you were like, eh. And then, like, I was all thanking her for being here. And she's like, it was act- I thought it was going to be terrible. But it was actually, like, a decent time. Like, I-, I think you guys, like, talked before. And you're like, we're not we're not going to make Chris feel good tonight. We're going to make him feel like we didn't really want to be here. That's crazy. That is crazy. But we they have- told me that
2: beforehand, Chris.
0: No, I believe they told that. Me I believe that.
2: Yeah. brownie well, points. I'm, I'm kidding. You know.
0: <laughs> We've made it to the final round. I, I I think I saw Gene licking his lips over there because obviously when, when I put this into the summary, even though I don't tell you what it's going to be, you know you know what it's going to be. There's only one conversation that involves this man. And when I tell you it's the Hall of Fame show, you know what direction we're going in. And because you have to prove me wrong, you know what direction I'm going in. So I'm going to lay out a couple of things, and then Gene's going to start us off, and then Key is going to close it out. It has to do with Pete Rose and the fact that he is not in baseball. He is not a Hall of Famer. But my statement is going to be this, and I'm going to tell you why. I believe that Pete Rose should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I do not believe Pete Rose should be allowed back in baseball. I I do want to make a differential there. I don't think that he should be reinstated to the league. I don't think he should be allowed to work for team or any of that stuff. But I do think he should be allowed to enter the Hall of Fame. And here is why. We live in a world today where if you look at the sports landscape, and I understand that baseball is a traditional sport, and I know that they do things with this eye always looking backwards, and baseball is holier than other sports. If you talk to a baseball purist, I get all that. But if you look at the world we live in today, what is what is the, the, the foundation, the theme, the key of the world of sports? It's forgiveness. You look at across the league at players who have done stuff, in my opinion, worse than gambling on baseball. I understand foundationally it's no-no. I understand the sign was on the wall. If you gamble on baseball, you will be gone forever. I get all that. I am not defending what he did. What he did, based on what he was suspended for, no defense for. He deserved it. He deserved the ban. I get all that. But we have people who are welcome back after committing heinous crimes, right? They're forgiven. We have people who are welcome back. Look at baseball, steroid use. They cheated the game. That right there directly impacted outcomes of games for years and years and years and years. Look at the Black Sox. You have three members of the 1912 or 1919 Black Sox team. That team was proven to be throwing baseball games. They were throwing the world series, but you have members of that team that are in the hall of fame, but yet you're not going to let a man who he was, Pete Rose been banned since 1989. It's been 30, almost 35 years. I get not letting him back into baseball. You don't want him working or being a face of your franchise or your, your league, but you're going to keep him out. And, and what do we hear? What do we, we've heard reports since then. Well, well, it's 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 about what he did, but it's also about the the process of when we were investigating. He he was smug. He hid it from us. Though he didn't cooperate with the investigation. he tried to he tried to screw up the investigation. So what I'm hearing is there's wiggle room. What I'm hearing is part of why you ha- have kept him banned for so long is he pissed you off even more during the investigation. So you're already mad at what he did, and then he made your life even more difficult. So you're just adding on to, I don't know. At the end of the day, he statistically – I'm not saying – I'm talking about as a human being. As a baseball player, he is statistically one of the greatest players of all time, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. Gene, I know you're ready. I saw you. I saw you bow the head a couple of times. You only got 60 seconds. Make sure you get it all in. Your time starts now.
2: I want to break that damn scoreboard. Uh, one of the things that you uh, you said to start it is um, he didn't do anything that heinous. What about the fact when he was 34 years old, he was sleeping with a 14-year-old And you were talking about forgiveness. We want to forgive him, right? Forgive a 34-year-old that was sleeping with a 14-year-old statutory rape. That's a more heinous crime than gambling on baseball. Let's take it a step further, right? So when he was asked about it, did he show any act of contrition? No. He said it was 55 years ago, babe. Get over it. As he basically embarrassed a a female reporter that asked him about it. Uh, All right, so... Let's just say, let's let's forget the statutory rape because his response is, I thought she was 16, which is the legal age of consent in Ohio when he was 34 years old. I thought she was 16. So there was no remorse or contrition for that. But let's talk about the betting on baseball aspect. If you can gamble on the sport of baseball, that is almost worse than what the White Sox did, the Black Sox did in 1919. Let's take, you said three people from the Black Sox that made the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's guilty by association. Not everybody participated in that scandal to throw the World Series. Seven players participated in that scandal. Not everybody. So because I'm rostered to that team and I made the World Series and I played my butt off and batted 356 in that World Series, I should be subject to penalty for other people on the team who a lot of those deals were secretive. Look, Chris, Pete Rose is a scumbag. He's a really bad human being. And if we're going to allow him into baseball, what precedent does that set to the people that are coming forward? And if you're just talking about baseball statistics, then why not put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? Why not put everybody that did steroids in the Hall of Fame? It should be a place of exclusivity, a place that should be celebrated for the right reasons and the right names. And I can't can't sit back and watch it statutory rapist a gambler a liar a womanizer be put in the hall of fame for all the things that he did
0: all right key the floor is yours close us out jesus
1: how do i come back how do i come back from that? anyway um yeah pete Rose pete is just not a guy that you want in the hall of fame period regardless you know the hall of fame is all about character i understand what he's done uh baseball wise and stat wise no doubt we're not taking those talents away from them but somebody in the whole thing you want to have the integrity on the game a character a characteristic behind a game that they're played and worked their behind off and earned it do you think he earned it of course i'm not saying stat wise he shouldn't be there but as a character no, you you don't put nobody in the Hall of Fame like that. You you he betted on games. He took the integrity away from the games and other and other bets that he's done. Um, you can't put him on radio because he don't care. He don't got no filter. Don't care who he talk about. He he he, he says whatever he wants to say. Um, the, the the statutory rape. He had no remorse. Uh, he just wasn't good as a the the co- a coach. He was the A's coach when he was a manager. He's just as a human being, he's not a good person. He's he's up there with Ursay and and Snyder and and all those evil guys. You can't, he's like a roach. You can't kill him. He's he's pure evil. You know, evil people don't die. Even how much you want him to, he you he, he, he's not gonna he's not gonna die. But you you can't put nobody in the hall of fame like that. Um if you if you're going to do that, you might as well put everybody else in there who's cheated and got away with it. Um but the Hall of Fame is it's all about integrity, that character. You have pride in your what you did for your organization, your sport. You you can't put Pete, you can't, you just can't. It's moral. It's more you gotta have some type of morals. You cannot put somebody like that in the Hall of Fame. And I'm gonna stick by it. I'm not gonna have my son or when he gets old, my grandson say, Oh, well, who is this? Who is Pete Rose? Why can't he? why is he not in the Hall of Fame? Because he was he did some very terrible things as a human being. And the only person he has to judge is when he gets to them pearly gates and understand why he can't get past St. Peter and past this gate. So that's the ultimate Hall of Fame there. So you're, you're going to get booted. You're going to get kicked out. You should not be in the Hall of Fame uh, and out of baseball, period.
0: And, Key, I, I let you go over a little bit. You, you were getting fired up. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I stopped scoring you, but I wasn't going to stop the rant. I wanted you to get all the rant out. Man, you, you covered a lot of ground in the end, but it, it just wasn't enough to topple Gene. Gene, you're you're the second champion ever. Mo, Mo's a two-time champ. Uh, you know he's he's got the most, but you're the second one ever on Prove Me Wrong. So congratulations, sir. Great showing by everyone here on Prove Me Wrong this evening, Gene and Key and Jory. And you know, you know, Brett wasn't here. But, you know, his essence, I think his essence was all right because his essence didn't make it seem like he didn't want to be here with me or he thought that it wasn't going to be a good time. So for that, I I might just give him a point because, you know, I I respect that. Uh, But Gene, as it goes with the winner every week, the last 15 minutes of the show before I wrap it up belong to you. So take it away.
2: So I just wanted to take a second to shout you out. Um, this show the scoreboard the setup of it is incredible your hosting is phenomenal and it's super fun to get on here with the talented people that are on sports empire network key jory brett mo anybody uh, Freddie, kyle anybody that's been on here each week i just it's fun to watch right like and if i can't watch it live I, I get to watch it afterwards so i just wanted to thank you for the hard work that you put into this and the topics and the the organization and the way you send everything out to everybody. I know that's the behind the scenes type stuff, but I want to thank you for everything you did and thank the people that, that got on the show to be able to, to do this with.
0: Yeah. I added a point to your score. I mean, I, I'll admit it. Flattery goes a long way with me. Um, (laughs) I'm not saying I take bribes. I mean, I'm I'm very transparent when I add and take away points because I get emotional sometimes. And you know, you, you got a point. It is, it is what it is. It's my show. I make the rules around here. I can do whatever I want. Okay, key. Jeez. It was great having you here. Key. You know, I don't know. you don't want to match the energy, but it was great seeing you. Hopefully you'll come back sometime and hang out. Cause you know, That would be awesome. But again, special thanks to Key and Gene for being here. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Jory's no longer in in, backstage. Otherwise, I would bring her back to wrap up the show. But if, if you were watching tonight, if you were hanging out with us, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you check out all of the other amazing things that we are doing here at Sports Empire Network. I'll be back here tomorrow morning, me and Mo, for a Coffee and Sports the Morning Show. So if you're not tired of me by now, maybe you saw me twice today, come back tomorrow morning and we're going to get caught up and get our week off to a great start with uh, the morning show. But once again, thank you to everyone who watched Gene and Key. Thank you for being here. And that's it until next time. We're out of here.